Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Active Growth Podcast. This is part two of our traffic series. In this series, we're looking at the best ways for you to get free traffic to your website. Once you're at that stage where you have your business sorted out, like you know what your business idea is, you know what your product is, you've validated your market, you've got something to sell, now is the time to start driving visitors to your website and start turning those visitors into leads and customers. In this series, we're focusing on quote-unquote free traffic, which isn't to say that generating this traffic will cost absolutely nothing, but it's traffic that you can generate by investing your time rather than having to pay for ads and things. And it's traffic that doesn't scale in cost with how much traffic you get. One such example is what we're exploring today with one of the leading SEO experts in the space, Tim Solo of Ahrefs. In today's discussion, we're specifically talking about how to use SEO, search engine optimization, to gain traffic for the type of low-budget, bootstrapped business that we have been talking about on the Active Growth Podcast. So this is not the kind of SEO where you have to have like a whole team of people that you need to pay. It's not like the the high-end enterprise-level SEO. This is the kind of stuff that you can do by yourself as a solopreneur with limited to no budget. And as you'll see, this is quite different from what you probably associate with the idea of SEO. We're looking at a much more proactive and much more personal approach to SEO. There's, there's a certain human factor in getting organic traffic that is usually overlooked. And Tim really goes into detail on how to make use of that. You'll also discover how to get what Tim calls secondhand search traffic, which is especially important for new websites. And of course, we're always into specifics, so you will learn specific strategies that you can start using right now to get more traffic to your website. Now, a quick warning about this. This episode requires some basic understanding of SEO, right? If you know nothing yet about SEO, then this will be quite difficult to follow. Now, check out the show notes if that's the case. We will link to some beginner resources, right? Some stuff that you can basically kind of read through first, and then you'll be prepared to understand what we're talking about here. It's not like a super advanced thing, but you just have to know the basics of search engine optimization and terms like backlinks and so on, what those are about. You can find the show notes for this episode, links to resources we mentioned, and a short video tutorial that explains one of the strategies discussed in more detail by going to activegrowth.com forward slash 39. That is activegrowth.com forward slash 39. And with that, let's get started. Hello, Tim, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So to get started, let's let's kind of set the the scenario here is that, you know, if someone's followed the advice on this podcast up until this point, it means that our typical listener, first of all, is like a solopreneur, right? There's someone who is working by themselves or maybe with a very small team, they would typically have a small budget. But at this point, following uh, what we've talked about on the Active Growth Podcast, they would have a product. They they have a, a product that they know there's a need for. It solves a problem, right? And they've got kind of that ready so that that's the basis of their business. And now they need traffic. They need traffic and exposure. And my first question to you is, is SEO is getting organic traffic through SEO, is this a viable strategy for this kind of person? Uh, I actually think it's probably the best way 
to sell your product. So it's not just a, a viable strategy, uh, but for people who are bootstrapping their business, who are starting out, I think uh, this is the best uh, thing they could do actually, because uh, I've been on like uh, both sides. Uh, I've tried to bootstrap my own small projects while having almost zero budget for that, where I was doing like everything myself. Uh, and I'm now also working with a, a team of people who help with content, with promotion and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, in both uh, scenarios, I was using SEO and it worked perfectly for me. And just the other day, I was reading an article from um, uh, two people from Silicon Valley who are bootstrapping their, um, I think it was kind of video meme uh, production software uh, and they tried a bunch of stuff like uh, all those different strategies, I don't know, guerrilla marketing and all that stuff and they ended up um, thinking that SEO is uh, the best use of their time. Right, that's, that's interesting to hear because I think there's a perception that SEO has over the years become basically more and more difficult and more and more uh, like prohibitive to small businesses, right? I think there's this perception that any good search term is just going to be dominated by like large company with deep pockets and you know the little guy can't really do much unless you have your whole content marketing team and so on so so what's your take on that or i mean it seems like your opinion is very different from that so i'm, I'm curious to hear more about that i'd say that it's not about seo being competitive uh, it's the industry that you're entering is being competitive if you're launching a product uh, in an industry where there are a lot of people uh, who are already dominating the market, then yes, SEO will be competitive. And so is advertising, uh, and so is customer acquisition, anything will be competitive. But if you're launching a product uh, that is something new, if you're entering a uh, like fresh market, or if you're creating market yourself, uh, which was uh, the case for me with one of my products, uh, then no, uh, this won't be too competitive and you'll be able to get results uh, rather quickly and without investing too much effort, without struggling a lot. One example is um, I had uh, a plugin for WordPress for creating uh, the so-called uh, content upgrades. Uh, content upgrade is basically, I think um, uh, a lot of people know about it already, but it's basically where, where you create some bonus material to embed in your article. And if people want to get it, they will have to leave their email. So they will get it uh, by email. So this is a good way to collect um, uh, emails. And they created a plugin for this. And it was like, I don't, I think three years ago or something when almost no one knew that it existed. So basically almost no one was searching in Google for content upgrades and all that stuff. So basically I had to, uh, first I, I uh, created, uh, I, I bought a domain. I think it was content upgrades, uh, pro.com or something like this. So it was exact match. Uh, domain which was easy to get because no one knew about the strategy and then I was doing some guest blogging to educate people uh, in blogging in marketing industry that this thing exists that there is such a thing like content upgrades so people started searching for it like content upgrades plugin uh, content upgrades how to create content upgrades and I was like one of the few people in the entire world uh, who had a website about this and who was creating content around this so it was super easy for me to get the traffic. Another example is I also had a, a WordPress plugin for creating tweetable quotes. I think many people are familiar with um, click to tweet service uh, where you uh, create uh, a message like canned message and you want people to tweet that message just by clicking a link. 
So it's uh, click2tweet.com, I believe, the uh, website. And they created a WordPress plugin, and this was more tough because there was already competition for click-to-tweet quotes, click-to-tweet plugin, there were quite a few of them, so it was harder for me to get traffic, and I had to be a little more creative with what kind of content I had to create on my site to get relevant search traffic and convert it into customers. So yeah, like I said, uh, uh, the how hard SEO would be for you depends on the market you're entering uh, and uh, on, on your product, like how unique it is. Uh, and how many uh, similar products are already on the market today. Th those are interesting examples. I'm wondering now if, so if is the key to making this kind of thing work is to kind of spot a trend early? Because I, I'm guessing that, I mean, what happens is that you do the content upgrades thing and it relies on content upgrades then becoming popular. Uh, it's kind of that you can ride a rising trend, right? Uh, well, in my case, I felt that I was actually creating the trend because I didn't see many people promoting it and I didn't see many people referring to it uh, as content upgrades because there are many names like, uh, I don't know, lead magnet, yeah. email opt-in form, like uh, embeddable or something like this. So, of course, like riding the wave and spotting the trends early helps a lot. Uh, but in many cases, if you're entering kind of competitive market, uh, it also helps to find kind of unique angles or topics that don't have a lot of competition, but still they are closely related to what you do. So you'll be able to get uh, rankings without much work. And these rankings would actually convert to people. Uh, another great example that I like to uh, show people is, uh, I think everybody knows about HubSpot. Uh, they have a super popular blog. I think it gets uh, a few million visitors per month. Uh, and their top uh, performing article, the articles that brings them the most traffic from search, is how to make a GIF image. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, so this is a super popular topic. There's a ton of search demand around how to make a GIF. And there are a lot of like search queries that people put into Google. How to make a GIF, how to make a GIF image, uh, GIF image maker, how to make GIF tutorial, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so a lot of people are searching for it. And so... Uh, they wrote an article uh, about this and they ranked at the top and they get all uh, all the search traffic to themselves. But then HubSpot is a marketing software. And like what's the road of the person who is looking how to make a GIF image to purchasing a marketing software? It's a bit of a disconnect there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you have to have a really, really great sales team to be able to convert that lead uh, into a customer. So what I'm saying is that um, you need to find the kind of topics that would uh, have decent search demand. So, you know, uh, a lot of people are searching for it. At the same time, uh, these topics should have what I call business potential. Is your product an irreplaceable solution for what you're going to do? So if HubSpot were selling some kind of a super easy gift maker for like, I don't know, five bucks, I think they would make a ton of sales because it would be kind of almost irreplaceable solution for making a GIF image. So yeah, it's, it's all about like figuring out if there's a search demand for a certain piece of content, uh, if you can plug your uh, product or service or whatever you do there, uh, and if uh, there's a lack of competition in the search results for this topic, so you'll be able to rank fairly easy. All right, so let's, let's try to generalize this a little bit. Um... Or again, let's let's try to expand on this scenario that I was talking about, right? We we have someone who has a product. They have already done some some uh, customer research, so they know that there's a demand for this. And 
I think the typical case is probably that it's not like a product that is something totally new and unheard of with no competition, but it's more like it's a thing that already exists, but it's a new angle on that thing. You know, it's it's basically a product with a strong, unique selling point, right? Where you can have a clear example of here's why you should use my product or my service. It's not that no competition exists, but here's what we do differently that makes our thing better, right? So if that's the scenario, where would you start? You know, what's like the first thing you would do if you said, okay, let's let's get some organic traffic here? Uh, well, one of the first things I would do is uh, create kind of SEO landing pages for every unique feature, for every unique use case that you have. So, like you said, if the piece of software, if a product that people are selling is somehow unique, I would totally create a specific page for that unique use case or for that unique feature and explain what it does, because the chances are some people in the world are searching for this specific use case. There might be not so many people that do this, uh, but it might be enough for you to get some customers and to pay your bills. So this is the first thing I would do. Of course, like the, the more obvious way to, to find things uh, that you could rank for is to analyze your competition. Like what uh, the, the websites, what the competitors that have similar products or services are doing, how they're getting traffic to like Ahrefs is super handy here because you can pretty much plug any website of your competitors and see uh, which pages bring them the most traffic from search and uh, which keywords this page is ranked for. So this is pretty obvious. Uh, but of course, if you do this, you will often uh, kind of piggyback from competition and they're already ranking there and they already have some backlinks. So it might be not so easy for you to rank there. Uh, so another way is to simply dig into your industry, like have a lot of conversation with your customers, hang out where they hang out, read the stuff they read and just figure out what bothers them and see if there's an opportunity for you. When I was uh, at the airport waiting for my flight, I saw uh, a magazine at, at the bookstore. Uh, it was uh, named something like how to launch online business in 2016. And they thought that our target audience at Ahrefs is probably reading stuff like this. They want to launch online business. They want to understand how it all works, how to configure it. So I immediately bought this magazine to see uh, if I will be able to kind of uh, dig any great topics that we could target at Ahrefs blog. Uh, and in that magazine, I saw a topic about uh, how to submit your website to search engines. So I would never think of this topic myself because I know like SEO fairly well uh, and they know that you don't really have to submit your website to search engines. Search engines will find it uh, on their own. But by reading this magazine, I figured that this topic might be interesting to people. Uh, so I opened uh, our keyword research tool in Ahrefs and I entered like uh, this uh, search query like how to submit your website uh, to search engines. Uh, and they looked at the top ranking pages because it's not only about the search volume of uh, the specific search query that you're entering, but it's about the global search demand, like how many other ways to put the, the same search query into Google, how to submit your website to search engines, uh, how do search engines index your website. I mean, there are a ton of ways to ask for it. Google will rank almost the same pages for all these search queries. So when I looked at the top ranking pages, I saw that they're getting a lot of search traffic. So immediately uh, we created an article about this for Ahrefs blog. <laughs> and now if you Google for how to submit your website uh, to search engines, I think we rank somewhere in top five uh, with Ahrefs. And uh, like I said before, you don't, uh, you don't only want to create uh, content for the 
topics that people are searching about to, to get some search traffic, but you also want to sell your product. So in our case, if people are looking to submit their website to search engines, their end goal is to actually rank in search engines and get traffic. And this is where Ahrefs is almost uh, an uh, irreplaceable tool. So within this article, we pitch uh, Ahrefs. And this, this is a good illustration of how you find uh, topics that don't have a lot of uh, competition. Uh, they have a lot of search traffic and you're able to pitch uh, your uh, your service, your tool or whatever you have there, your product. Uh, I don't think I have any specific tips on how to find these topics because they, they can really come from anywhere. You just have to know your niche well. You just have to uh, read the books, read the magazines. You, you, you have to hang out on relevant subreddits. You need to go to niche conferences. And of course, when you have those ideas uh, of kind of uncommon things, uh, that uh, might bring you customers, you need to research them in uh, your keyword research tool of choice. But uh, another cool takeaway is that don't just look at the search volume of a single search query that you're entering. Look at the top ranking pages and see how much traffic these top ranking pages get in total. Because a page ra rarely ranks for one keyword alone. It will rank for a lot of, a lot of uh, relevant search queries. That's so. There's a couple of interesting things there that that stand out to me. One of them is that um, I should I should mention this for our listeners. Like we didn't talk about this in advance, and we didn't. You know, this is not a conspiracy of mine to get my guests to confirm the things that we've that we've already said. But it's quite interesting to hear you talk about. You know how you need to know your market, right? You need to actually get involved, to talk to people, and so on and so forth. I mean, this is exactly what we talked about. Uh, in, in great detail already because it's the exact same thing, right? Our emphasis is uh, on, on creating products and we say the exact same thing. It's like you, if you want to know what product to create and if you want to make a good product, you have to really know your market. You have to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. You have to read the books and so on and so forth. So it's really interesting to me to hear you say the same thing. It's like, okay, the same is true for SEO, right? You have to know what's going on in order to have an idea of what keywords to target and so on. So that's, I think that's great because anyone who's followed uh, the, the active growth strategy to this point has basically already done that homework and you can go back through your notes and mine all that same stuff, you know, all your interviews, all your notes and so on. You can mine that for potential SEO keywords or questions to answer and so on as well. Yeah, but then you need at all times to check the search demand. So you, you might read books, you might read uh, kind of reviews of the books on Amazon, all these tips of like getting in the heads of your customers and understanding like what bothers them, uh, what are their problems, what, what, what kind of things they might be putting into Google. But then you have to plug those keywords, those search queries uh, in a keyword research tool and see if there's any like uh, decent search demand uh, that might send you enough traffic for you to convert into paying customers. And like I said, and a very important uh, thing to note is that you shouldn't rely on the search volume of uh, a single search query that you're testing. Uh, one search query doesn't mean anything. What you need to do is you need to take the top ranking page for your search query uh, and, put, and put it into a tool like Ahrefs uh, that reverse engineers all the keywords that the page will rank for and will reverse engineer kind of the estimated search traffic that this page is getting. Because you'll see cases where a pretty popular topic might not be sending a lot of uh, traffic to a top ranking page, 
because there is no other ways to put it. For example, a good example is squeeze page. So how do you Google for, for something like squeeze page? There's not too many kind of relevant search queries like squeeze page, what is squeeze page? I, I can't even think of like any more. Uh, so this is why if you test uh, the search volume of uh, keyword squeeze page, it might seem high, but the total search demand of all relevant uh, queries, search queries to squeeze page uh, will not be so big. So you won't get too much traffic if you rank for, for this topic. But take another topic like uh, the one I just um, explained, uh, how to add your website to Google. There are tons of ways uh, to ask this question to Google. There are tons of search queries that people uh, enter into Google uh, and the same page will rank there. So each individual search query, like how to submit your website into Google, how, how to add your website to search engines, it might not uh, have a lot of search volume. So the topic might seem not super popular. But when you add the search volume of all those relevant search queries where the same page will rank, you'll see that that page will get a lot of traffic in total. So uh, people should take an extra step other than looking at the search volume of individual keyword. They should take the top ranking page uh, and put it into a tool like uh, hrefs. And actually within our keyword research tool, we do it automatically. So we pull the top 10 ranking pages for any search query that you enter and we show you the estimated total traffic to each page which helps a lot so these days i don't really trust the search volume of individual keyword i always scroll to the top ranking pages and see how much traffic those top ranking pages get right i also want to mention quickly that for some of these more technical things it might be a bit difficult to follow on a podcast especially if you're maybe out jogging or something you know, are you, are you going to remember this by the time you get back? And just for, for anything like this, what we will also do is we'll, we'll create a quick video tutorial for this process that, that you just described, Tim, and we'll add that to the show notes. So we might make a separate post or something, but basically you can go to the show notes of this episode to get, you know, like a visual instruction of how to do everything um, that Tim just described in Ahrefs as well. That's cool. <laughs> so, okay, so let's say we've done that. We've done this keyword research, we found some opportunities. And like you said in the previous step, right, we've, we're creating these individual SEO landing pages. So we're creating, um, like you said, a landing page for every like individual feature or aspect of our offer. Um, we're creating some landing pages to, to answer these questions that we might've found as opportunities. Um, okay, what next? Because probably I'm gonna publish these landing pages. I'm not gonna rank right away, right? I gotta do some more work before I get all that nice organic traffic. hrefs.com, our homepage, doesn't really rank for anything uh, but our branded terms. Uh, but we have uh, uh, landing pages for features like site audit, backlink checker, keyword difficulty, broken link checker. So these are the things that we do. And for each of these things, we, we are creating separate landing pages. So people can go to our website uh, and I, I'm sure they will find them quite easily because they're linked from our main menu. So uh, this is what I'm offering other people to do. So try to create separate landing pages for different use cases and different features uh, that, uh, that your tool does. Uh, the next thing we have is help section. Uh, help section, uh, uh, you can visit it by going to help.hrefs.com. It is done by Intercom. So we're using Intercom. This is a nice piece of software and they allow you to create a help section. So you just need to write content and all the kind of technical side is taken care of. So help section is also a very great way to get some long tail traffic because in this help section, we explain a lot of things that 
kind of immediately related to our tool uh, and kind of not like super relevant to our tool. So immediately related, I mean, like um, how does HRFs calculate backlinks or something like this? We have this answered in our help section. So if, if a person will search for this in Google, they will find us. So this is pretty cool because quite often people might be searching in Google for things relevant to your business. They won't use your help section. They will not find it, but they will use Google for that. And if you don't rank there, you're wasting like opportunity. Uh, and there are some things that are not immediately related. So people might uh, search for things like what is domain authority, how to calculate domain authority. And you could answer all these things in your help section with like uh, short and sweet articles and you can create a lot of them. So in total, you can get a lot of uh, long tail traffic. So those are two things that you can do. First, landing pages and second, help section, which you can fill like every week you can add one or two articles to your help section. Uh, and again, you can put our help section into our tool and you can see how the search traffic to our help section is growing. So it, it does work. I'm not making stuff up. This does work. This does um, uh, attract traffic to your website. And the third thing is obviously blog. So we have three different ways to get search traffic. Uh, and blog is self-explanatory, so I won't go too deep into it. So the first is feature pages, the second is help section, and the third is blog. Another hack is if your website is fairly new uh, and you don't have a lot of backlinks pointing at your website, which uh, is one of the uh, kind of indispensable things that you need to have in order to rank well, uh, you could actually get the so-called uh, second-hand search traffic. Second-hand search traffic is if you have a great topic where your product fits amazingly, where you know if you rank for this topic, you would sell a lot of copies of your product. Uh, what you can do is not publish an article or resource on the topic on your own website. You can actually submit it as a guest article or guest resource to some high authority website. Your article, your guest article on a high authority website has much, much better chances of ranking high in Google than on your own newly created website. So this website with your article will rank high in Google. They will get all the search traffic, but because the article actually mentions your solution, your product, you will get customers out of this. We call this second-hand search traffic, and it is a great thing because doing that, you're kind of doing a lot of stuff right. You're getting second-hand search traffic, which you wouldn't otherwise get with your old website. You're getting a backlink to your website. Uh, and if your website is fairly new, it would appreciate any backlink that you can get from it. And you're building relationships with the person who is in charge of this high authority website because uh, everyone wants great content. And if you create an awesome piece of content, amazing piece of content and suggest it for free to someone else who already has, has high authority website, this is a great way to start relationship, relationships. Uh, and uh, from there you can build your relationships to something more. They can become your affiliate or you can cross promote each other or whatever. So by doing this, you're making uh, a lot of things right. So right now, basically with this example of secondhand traffic, that's the first kind of offside thing that we're talking about, right? So this is where you kind of start getting, well, you start getting backlinks, which will ultimately also help your your other content rank if you do that a couple of times. So is that the thing that you would do first in terms of getting backlinks or whatever offsite optimization you might do? Yes, uh, guest posting is uh, probably the best thing I can suggest to people who are just starting out. Uh, if you just created a website with your product if you created those uh, feature landing pages, if you have a few articles on your blog, if you have a help section 
but it's not generating any traffic uh, and you need to pay your bills you need to pay to developers who are uh, creating your product who are publishing updates you need to you need to build backlinks so that your own uh, search traffic will grow and you need to get sales somewhere and if you publish guest article actually you're you're not only getting secondhand search traffic which is passive and consistent so you you will be getting this passive search traffic every single month so some people will come to your website from a relevant article every single month and and some of them will buy your product but you're also tapping into the audience of that person so uh, if you will be able to publish a guest article on a blog that has a huge audience uh, you will get a lot of immediate attention to your piece of content and to your product and you will be able to get a lot of immediate sales so you're not just getting a backlink to your own website that will help you to rank well but you can make immediate sales and then that article might rank well in google uh, and you will get consistent secondhand search traffic every single month every single month uh, and uh, convert the traffic into customers and this is what just one guest article then you can publish another one get another spike of traffic from tapping into the audience of another website and then that article might also rank well but again in order for the article in order for your guest article to rank well uh, while being published on other website you have to do all the, those other steps you have to come up with a topic that has search traffic potential and you have to write a great article optimized for the topic and then you might also help uh, this person uh, this blog to get some links to this article so basically when you publish your second or third guest article uh, what you can do is link to your previous guest articles uh, which will help them to rank well so you're basically created your little empire uh, of guest posts <laughs> that will rank in google and bring you secondhand search traffic while also building your own backlink profile at your website while also helping all your resources rank well so this is pretty cool and uh, this is what I was doing back in the days and this is def definitely something that I would do uh, if I were to kind of bootstrap uh, another project right now. All right, that sounds like a pretty awesome strategy, yeah. So we got to create a lot of content, right? Yes. Th that's that's a big part of this. We, we need to be cranking out a lot of content. So one thing I'm wondering is if, again, if we're thinking about basically a solopreneur bootstrapper uh, can't necessarily pay for content creation, one of the things we often encourage our listeners to do is to approach their work by laying out specific time constraint challenges for themselves. So if someone's been listening to this and they're thinking, okay, maybe this SEO thing could work for me, but I'm not that sure yet. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a 30 day challenge, right? I'm, for 30 days, I'm going to follow the team solo strategy. How would you lay this out? What should someone do for 30 days? And how do they know at the end of 30 days whether it's working and they should continue or, the, or whether they should um, change gears somehow? I think that if you're doing it first time, like if you're trying to write your first guest article or if you're even trying to write your first article for your own blog, it's going to be awful, sure. most likely. Yes. <laughs> uh, I remember my, my, my own first, first attempts at guest writing and at publishing articles on my own blog uh, and it was awful. So uh, the chances are even if you do the challenge, uh, of course by the end of the challenge you'll get a lot better at it. You'll figure out a lot of things uh, that will now seem obvious but weren't so obvious back when you were starting out. Uh, but my guess is that uh, if this is the first time you do it you're going to struggle you you're not going to see a lot of results uh, and you may just give up so another strategy that i would suggest 
other than creating a lot of content is outreach. So uh, if you're confident that your product is awesome, if you're confident that your product uh, really solves an issue that uh, a lot of people have, uh, why don't you find a lot of these people, uh, better if these people have uh, some nice audience, uh, and pitch your product to them or even give it out for free. So, for example, uh, you can search in Google for any keywords related to what your product does. You can see the articles that come up mentioning those keywords or talking about those topics and you could get in touch with the authors of these articles, with the owners of these websites that, that cover these things and try to pitch them your product. It is the art in itself to, to make a person, to make a random person interested in a product uh, out of the blue. But if you uh, do it a couple times, uh, you'll see like what resonates with people and what doesn't. Better if uh, you see that uh, a certain person has the issue that you can solve for them and you show how to do it with your product. So this might work and you, you will get a lot of feedback from people if you, if you really will be able to help them solve their issue. Uh, and if this is the case, if you have solved uh, a pressing issue, something they, they were struggling with, they will talk about it for you. So sometimes you won't even have to create all this content, you won't even have to publish guest articles. These people will, will start writing about your product, but for that, uh, your product should be really good. And it is awesome strategy regardless. Even if people will ignore like your outreach emails, or even if people will, will say that they're not interested, uh, that is already something to work with, because if people are not interested, then something is wrong with your product. Uh, you can try asking like follow-up questions, like what kind of product you're using right now to solve this, or like uh, why are you not interested in, in solving that problem, or something like this. Quite a few people will be generous and uh, take time to provide a little bit of feedback in regards to your product. So again, this is uh, one of the strategies I was using back when I was bootstrapping my own plugins. Uh, and uh, I managed to get quite a few bloggers interested in my solution and I saw them mentioning it uh, in their articles and they saw them using it and they saw other people asking them like what, what is this thing you're using, like how is it called and they were answering like in comments. So this works and you don't even have to create content, you just, you just have to make people who are created content uh, interested in your product. Uh, this is done by doing outreach uh, and again I might plug one feature in Ahrefs that we have for this. So we have a content database of nearly 1 billion articles, uh, which you can search the way you search in Google. So for example, if you have a product uh, related to parenting, what you can do is you can enter keyword parenting into Content Explorer, and we will return all articles from the entire web that mention the word parenting somewhere in their content. So basically, if, if some website is mentioning the word parenting in their content, they're somehow related to what you do. So then you can export all those websites, find their content information and reach out to them and show like whatever you have, like is this kind of a new parenting course or new parenting book or whatever, and build relationships with people, get their feedback, improve your product, and see if these people will start writing about you. Yeah, this is, this is great stuff. And again, I have to say like, I didn't plan this. I didn't know that you were gonna say this. But this is super in line with the active growth strategy that we've talked about. Because again, if you've been following our strategy here through the podcast series, if you look at your notes, look at the stuff about the free coaching offer that we talked about. And I will also link to those relevant episodes in the show notes. This is 
almost like a variation. This is almost like a next level of that, right? You start by reaching out to, to your potential customers to develop your products and product ideas. And then what you were just talking about, Tim, is like a step up from that. Now that you already have, you know, your, your offer fleshed out, you have your product, you're starting to reach out to people who are influencers on some scale, right? They have a blog about something, they, they publish content about something and getting their attention and getting them to, you know, to buy in is going to be a bit more difficult. You know, their attention is a bit more expensive to come by basically, right? But I think this is the perfect next step because you've already practiced uh, on the non-influencer, on the quote unquote normal people. And now you can kind of step that up a little bit. And I, I actually think this is great. I, I would say that this is almost a better next step than going straight into the content creation thing. I think this is this is a super valuable thing because like you say, not only can it get other people to write for you and it can get you exposure and so on, it's also a further uh, step in the process of refining your product, refining your pitch and so on. So yeah, this strategy is, I think, brilliant and is perfectly in line with what we've already been talking about. Yeah, and uh, it doesn't really sound like SEO, right? No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh... My, my personal opinion is that uh, SEO is not disconnected from your product. It is like very much connected because if you want to get links, you have to make like random people uh, that have websites link to you. Uh, and if you have a website about your product, the best way to make people link to you is have a great product. This is the best link building strategy you can do. If you genuinely have the best product uh, that solves a certain issue, People will link to you. This is like SEO strategy, have the best product. And to have the best product, you need to talk to a lot of people. You need to see how people are using your product or why they're not using your product, why they're using competitor products, what they're lacking in competitors product. You have to have like super thorough, super deep understanding of your industry and make sure you have the best product possible and make sure you have something unique that people would want to share with others because all those influencers, they're in the business of educating people on some new stuff that will help them. So if you have something new, something awesome, something that works, that will help their audiences, they will promote it for you for free just because they do it like for living. They, they do for living, they help people by sharing awesome stuff with, with these people. So your job is to create this awesome product uh, have it on your website and pitch this product to these people that have websites and the links will start coming in. And then you, you will have uh, those feature pages, you will have your help section, you will have some relevant articles on your blog uh, and those incoming links will boost the kind of total authority of your website and you will start, start ranking for a lot of relevant terms uh, and get uh, search traffic to your own website. Yeah, and this is so much the experience I had as well. Uh, it's why I talk about, you know, product creation, creating your own products, creating your brands and so on, because my experience when I started out um, as an entrepreneur was that I tried so many different things. And the one thing that made a bigger difference for me for for my SEO, for the amount of traffic I got, for the amount of money my business made and so on. It was just like creating a good product, right? Like creating a good product is, is the best traffic strategy I know because everything, if you have a good product that solves a real problem, that is, and the kind of product, right? The, the way I think about it is you want a product where an individual customer just has a really good experience with it, right? Someone who buys your product is just like, wow, this is so awesome. Finally, someone is helping me solve this or finally someone made this better, right? And 
having that just makes everything so much easier. It makes outreach easier. It makes getting links easier. It makes everything else easier. So yeah, this is, I can totally back up everything you've said here because that is exactly the experience I've had as well. Yeah, like why would you want to uh, invest a lot of your resources into creating epic piece of content if at the same time your product is lacking? So the first thing you should do is make sure that you invest enough resources in your product to make it the best in the industry. And if your product is already the best in the industry, if you don't see any competitors, any solutions to come even close, then of course you can go ahead and invest a lot of resources like design, awesome copywriters, uh, like pr content promotion team into content and also create like the best content in your industry that would also attract attention and traffic. But first you need to work on your product uh, before you work on, on, on your content. All right. That's awesome. So tell us a bit more about Ahrefs. Tell us a bit more about, you know, how our bootstrapping solopreneur can benefit from, from giving Ahrefs a try. Ahrefs is an awesome tool to take action on the things that we've talked about during this podcast. And uh, I'm head of marketing at Ahrefs and I can say that Ahrefs is like one of the few marketing tools that we're using to promote ourselves. So Ahrefs has a kind of two major use cases. The first is that for any website or any page that you put into Ahrefs, you can see the search traffic that is coming to that page and the keywords that it ranks for. So this is awesome for competitive research and the things that we've talked earlier. If you want to know how your competitors are getting traffic, which topics are uh, they are covering on their website and which topics bring them the majority of the search traffic, uh, put their website into Ahrefs and you will see that. Uh, also, Ahrefs has uh, its own database of backlinks, which I believe uh, is the biggest uh, and the kind of uh, the, of the better quality uh, than other solutions. It is debatable, but uh, excuse me for saying so. Uh, so basically for any competitor you have or for any relevant website that is relevant to your industry, you can see where their backlinks are coming from, who is linking to them. And this is not only good for kind of link building, for trying to get the same backlinks, but also for outreach. Because if you have a competing product, you need to reach out a lot of, to a lot of people uh, and show them your product. So where do you find people to reach out to? People who are linking to your competitors are pretty much perfect outreach targets. So again, you can use Ahrefs, you can plug a website of any competitor or pretty much any article of your competitor that is somehow related to what you do and you want to know who links to this article or who links to this website and Ahrefs will show you all the links. And one final use case, uh, the one I, I already discussed, is our Content Explorer tool, uh, a database of content, uh, which is also very large and regularly updated, where you can enter any keyword related to your industry and it will show you all articles from around the web that have this keyword somewhere within their content. Because if an article mentions your keyword, then this means that uh, the author of this article is somehow interested in the topic, which makes them a perfect outreach target. These are kind of the most common use cases for Ahrefs, but we also have tools like for rank tracking, for auditing your website for SEO issues and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but in the context of our conversations, or conversation, we need to know how your competitors are getting search traffic, which keywords they rank for and who are linking to them uh, and who you can reach out to. So these things you can solve with Ahrefs quite easily. And we have quite a few uh, educational materials on our blog and on our YouTube channel uh, that walk you through these things that I've just explained step by step. 
And that wraps up episode 39. Thank you very much to Tim for sharing his knowledge with us. You can find links to everything we mentioned, including hrefs, that's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com, in the show notes. So you can go to activegrowth.com forward slash 39 to find the links, to find the video tutorial I mentioned, and to find some other learning resources if you want to dive deeper into SEO. Also, you can help us out in making this podcast and this series on traffic generation even better for you. You can go and check out the first episode in the series. We'll also link to that from the show notes to get an overview of all the different traffic strategies and tell us which ones you're most interested in or which ones you want to learn more about. And you can go to the show notes and leave a comment. You can leave a written comment or click on a button in that post to leave us a voice message. And based on the questions you send in, based on the comments we get from you, we will form the content of this series. So we'll make sure to answer any questions that come in regarding traffic generation and maybe find specific experts to talk to if there are strategies you want to learn more about. So all that and more is at activegrowth.com forward slash 39.